Welcome back to Stateside's first podcast. Austin and I are here to discuss um, the upcoming North London Derby against Arsenal. Um, you know, top of the table clash. We got to review uh, that Leicester City victory. Um, international break has wrapped up. Uh, players are going back to their clubs. Lots to talk about uh, in a very short amount of time, Austin. Uh, Chris probably won't be with us, just as a heads up. Um, Chris probably won't be with us for a couple weeks. He's trying to get transitioned uh, into a new house, and so it'll be the Austin and Colin show. But with all that all that being said, Austin, uh, how are you doing today? We're recording a little earlier than normal. It's bright outside. I like it. Oh, well, uh, the sun's going down here, but I, I like it. I like this uh, early recording. I'm doing pretty well. The uh, weather has been, for like a week and a half, has been like 60 degrees and sunny and just absolutely gorgeous here for the past like week. So not to rub it in. Yeah, we got our first week of 80, like 89 was the high. That, that for, awesome. for listeners that aren't in Texas, once it breaks 90, below 90, it's officially fall. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, so just grateful for 80s. So we'll, we'll get to 60s hopefully. But like I said, we got a lot to talk about. So I like to just kind of jump in. Lester, I know, was about a week and a half ago, uh, so a lot has happened since then. So we're gonna hit the highlights uh, in this game. First off, I want to give you uh, some credit. You kind of called this in, this inverted wing back starting formation. That was Perisic on the right, Sessegnon on the left. So he would, you know, he put Perisic on the right. Uh, that happened for about was until Madison's goal, correct? And then he switched it back in the first half, I believe. Um. Well, so no. It, it, Actually, Paris had started on the right, and, and Sessegnon was on his natural left side. Then after the goal, yeah, we, we re-inverted them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that but, lasted until about 60th minute. It was about 10, 10 50 minutes, last 10 minutes was the first half, and then until um, the substitutions in the second yeah. half. Yeah. Uh, so what were your thoughts on that um, experiment? You know, I think it. the, the problem was I think we looked better on the left, but then Sonny wasn't playing, right? So, you know, um, but Perisic on the right, um, I think the problem was we started Sanchez in the same lineup. So Sanchez didn't get the same cover that Emerson grants him. So I'd be interested to see if it's Perisic and Romero on the right, if it looks different. I, it, it wasn't gangbusters. I think, I think that we, we, were, we had more of a potent attack on the right side, but also – um, we were defensively a little more frail. Um, that, I, think, I think that's that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, when we brought Emerson on in the second half uh, to shore up the defense, you know, things th- things changed a little bit. But um, I, I don't think it's the last time we'll see that. I just don't know if we'll see San- Sanchez had one of Sanchez had the worst performance in the Conte era for by far. Um, yeah before he was pulled. And I think a, no small part of that was the fact that Perisic isn't going to offer you a lot of defensive cover. Yeah. And he had nowhere to pass the ball. And I, I do, do think that, you know, both of those goals 
were you know, those wingbacks were involved in kind of allowing both of those goals to happen. Perisic missed a few. Uh, I think he got passed around, drilled around, but Sanchez. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got to talk about a, that first goal. Yeah, Sanchez yeah. makes a terrible slide, but Perisic kind of got done there on that right hand side. Well, so so it all started with it's a lazy a lazy ball in the air that Sanchez had all day to deal with, and he chests it right to Lester. He has all day to head it out to to take it on the volley to pass it back, and he and he just panics. He almost had too much time and chests it right to a Leicester player to start the calamity of errors where Perisic misses two slide tackles. Sanchez gets turned completely. And then after he gets turned, Perisic misses that second slide tackle and Sanchez is recovering and just makes a stupid error to try to, as soon as he starts the slide tackle, he knows he shouldn't have. And he tries to pull out um, and can't. Um, So they combined for that one, but it all started with Sanchez. Just the ball is falling from the air and there's nobody challenging him he had all day and he just yeah yeah well yeah he tries to kick it and he ends up chesting it no he kicks Uh, it i'm watching right now oh did he okay yeah he tries to kick it he was thinking about to control it he didn't really understand yeah he like stuck his chest out and it hit off his knee and rolled down then it's like paris tries to slide misses it basically fouls the guy gets advantage and then tries to slide again and misses it and then Sanchez with that awful, awful slide, which well, you just don't make that decision. Anyways, my point is both wingbacks, the second yep. goal of Madison, uh, I believe it was uh, James Justin gets on the outside of um, Sessignon oh, to Sessignon get the crossover. Gets destroyed for a header, yeah. yeah. So just just some kind of interesting takes based off of their goals. Uh, I did think we looked better. I mean, it was a very open game. Uh, which Conte probably didn't love. <laughs> no, he didn't love it. But from a fan's perspective, it was a very interesting game. So uh, lots half, of goals. Yeah. Yeah, first half. Well, the second half was interesting for me as well. And Lester had no, some no, chances. no. I mean, like the first half was very back and forth. Yeah. Well, I think Lester had some chances in the second half as well. And so I, I think six two is a, looks a little harsh on Lester. I, I definitely think we deserve to win, but you know, Sonny has some some worldies well, that we got to talk about in the second half as well. And well, we, what happens is we go over change, right? An, an amazing individual effort from Benchencore. And Rogers' reaction was to to throw the kitchen sink at it, and it left them very open at the back. And whoever that new David Luiz looking like center back they have, just his legs just were done. And yeah. we, and he 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 left them way too open. We probably could have won three no four two or three two four two, and that would have been fine. But we suddenly got so many opportunities after coming on because he left them so open at the back, trying to get a goal back to get back in it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of amazing to think at um, what that does for Sunday's confidence, especially heading into uh, the last like you know huge fixture congestion we have. So oh, Suns yeah. now on form. We gotta also talk about you know set pieces are a thing that we're scoring goals from. The first two goals in the first half were both off of corners. One a short corner that Kulazeski crossed over with his left um, to Kane beautiful on the back post, cross. a beautiful cross, and then another one was you know that short. Um, near post run from Eric Dyer flicking it across his forehead to the back post. I mean, something has to be said about the fact that we're scoring on set pieces with a set piece coach that we didn't for about a decade. I think um, we've only not scored from set pieces one game this yeah. this in the Premier League this season. And, and Sanchez could have had another one. I don't think that was a foul on, on Ward, Danny Ward. No. Um, so. I don't know. I think it's great to see that set piece uh, kind of domination. We're being on the opposite end of it. And Lester are obviously terrible at defending. Speaking of set pieces, can Sonny start taking direct free kicks, please? He made one. Did you see he almost made another one today or yesterday? He missed by this much in the top left corner. 
he just is hitting corners for fun in internet and for Korea. And yeah. why is he not taking them for us? Uh, Kane hasn't made one in like six years. Um, him or Perisic, uh, can, can they just start taking direct yeah. three case, please? I agree. Uh, we got to talk about something. He comes on uh, in the 60th minute, I think, 65th minute. 58. Was it six? No, he came late? after. He came after Royale. So I think maybe it's the 60th or 60th. Yeah, because Royale was the first once he made a double change. Yes, Rao was the first, yep. Yeah, so, uh, but honestly, he comes in, and any doubt that he was going to score a goal today, or not today, on, on that, like, the game against Leicester, any doubt in your mind that, like, all right, all I needed was to, to come from the bench, and did you have confidence he was going to score? Because the game was so open, you knew he was going to get his chances, right? Yeah, it was, it was the 59th minute he came on for Charleston. Okay. Um I, yeah, there was lots of chances in that game, and I just I thought it was the perfect time to bring him on because Leicester started looking leggy in the back. Um, they, they they pressed well in the first half, but they definitely uh, started looking leggy. And I thought it was a great set, double sub to bring Romero on for Sanchez to keep us keep us stout in the back, but bringing Sun on for Charleston. And Charleston admittedly did not have a phenomenal game. Um, and yeah, I, I, it was a matter of time before Sun got a chance. I just didn't know when he was going to get the chance. And honestly, yeah. it was the 70th minute sub, which really unlocked everything. When Basuma came on for Kulisevsky and we switched to a 3-5-2, that's what really unlocked all the chances just started flowing one after the yeah. other. I mean, Sonny gets two chances back to back. He, you know, um, and really our midfielders started creating everything. Benjamin Cord looked like a freaking Rolls Royce out there, especially when we switched to a three-man midfield. Yeah, I, I think Lester was playing a dangerous game with that high line. Oh um, yeah. Whenever you're you have Sunny that uh, on a pen at three that was at three five three two or three five two depending on what it is. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just think that I was bound this to happen. That first goal was great. Second goal was great, and third goal was just uh, he just put it away. So uh, I I think that it's gonna be scary for the rest of the league if if. Sonny, I mean, Kane is in early season form, which is, uh, no, Kane's in mid-season form in August and September. That's rare. Six goals and mm-hmm. seven appearances. That doesn't happen normally. So just imagine Sonny was doing what Kane was doing, I guess, for, <laughs> for his career, just not scoring in August and September. Um, but well, I, And if you notice, they were linking up much better, playing in a, in a front two together. Um, they started linking up, you know, kind of like that Mourinho era yeah. um, time frame where they just were getting – getting in on sync together. And I, you really got to call up both Hoybier and Benjancourt after Basuma came on because Benjancourt's through ball or Hoybier's three ball was, was amazing. Benjancourt should have had a second assist. If you remember, he gets free down that right side and puts in that beautiful uh, cross um, that Sonny takes first time. He, he was feeling it. He probably oh, yeah, yeah. taken a touch um, and just rounded the keeper and slotted away, tried to take it first time. Um, Hoybier, um, Played a, played a phenomenal ball through. Kane technically gets an assist on Sonny's second. Um, Hoybier assisted a third, right? I don't know. Too many goals in too long sure ago. I'm pretty sure it was. But, I mean, Sonny just – as soon as that first one went in, you could just see it. Not just the relief from the players, uh, not just the happiness for Son, but every time Son touched the ball from there on out, you could just see it on him that um, – and then – and all of that craziness, we should have had a goal of the season candidate – we were a second away from Sonny scoring another goal of season candidate where Kane does a flick over his head on the left sideline, gets past two defenders. Oh, yeah. Plays a left-footed ball across the box, which just barely misses Sun's foot and ends up with a benching quarter shot on target. But that if, if he connects that ball to Sun, he puts that away for his fourth goal. 
that's possibly goals a season yeah. with that play from Cam. I mean, we just started feeling it as soon as we brought in the three-man midfield. Everything was open. Um, and I hope that shows Conte that that's an option at least for him. Yeah, uh, I agree. I thought it was a game changer. And I thought Hugo had a great game, even though, you know, two goals were uh, allowed. He made some some, some good saves. Um, I, I think I, I know he missed international duty with a thigh injury. I'm not really sure um, if his um, position's up in question or his health is up in question for this North London derby. On I think Saturday. it was more of a knock. I okay. think I haven't heard precautionary. Anything. Yeah, I think it was more precautionary. I don't at his age. I think it's more of like he doesn't need the game time. So yeah. it's not worth you know, risking it type thing. For sure. Well, I'm okay with that. Especially, this, I mean, this, the, the UEFA Nations League or whatever, it's not really a big tournament. I don't think he cares too much. Well, he this. got relegated to, to, to the beach here. Um, so that kind of wraps up the Leicester preview. It, it kind of, uh, it, one of the, do you enjoy winning like that and then going on international break? No! I want to play it two days later. Yeah, I didn't like <laughs> it, that either. What, what season was that? Was that like Pochettino's second to last season, or is it the Mourinho season? I'm trying to remember where every time we finally got that breakthrough result, all of a sudden we're on international break again. I think it was Mourinho's first full season where it felt like things would finally click. We'd, we'd score a bunch of goals, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're on international break for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I just remember um, – hating to go on. I just hate going on international breaks. The World Cup will be a little bit better because it's the World Cup, but I hate the friendlies um, and the, the, the lull that happens in the season. So Now, I got to say, as we're setting up this preview for Arsenal, we had some players on really good form in the international We break. did. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's kind of jump just straight into it. We'll, we'll save Colin's cues uh, for last. I didn't get a prediction from Bethany um, or Chris, but we'll get that and we'll update. Uh, the spreadsheet. So let's do uh, this Arsenal preview because Colin's cues kind of ties into the Arsenal preview. Yeah. So we can do that at the end. Um, Arsenal are, um, first off, I want to start this off by um, letting you um, tell everybody what was my stance on Arsenal a few weeks ago? Um, or what has my stance on Arsenal been this season? Like as a team? That they're more likely to finish fourth than not finish fourth. Okay, yeah, yeah. So just a generic. I wasn't. I'm not. A, I'm not an Arsenal hater. No, yeah. You, okay, you, okay, you okay. just think that they're probably going to finish closer to third than fifth. I think is what fourth, you said. Fourth right? and sixth. Yeah, yeah. You said they'll finish closer to sixth. So I'm to saying that because I, I don't think that I think you'll believe what I'm about to say, but others wouldn't if they didn't have some context. I don't. And, I think, and, and, and to preface this, you said this at the very beginning of the season before Chelsea made a managerial change and Chelsea for sure. made made additional transfers and United. Yeah, they're, they're, I picked them top four in my preseason prediction. Yeah, before, before a lot had happened. So, so I think Arsenal had a good window. I think they have started the season fine. Like yeah. they, they look good. They have, they're attacking. Um, so I, I kept thinking about this and I kept hearing, unfortunately, I spend too much time in the car driving to work. So I listen to talk sport on YouTube and just pundits and everyone just kind of low in their load in Arsenal. Right. Um, and I got thinking about like, what, what, why is everyone doing this? Um, and so here's kind of people's opinions versus facts. Right. Uh, people's opinions right now is that a Conte, like for Spurs, or why no one's talking about Spurs, is Conte that plays negative football. It's not attractive. Right. Um, and then some say, you know, Arsenal play attractive. They played the best attacking football in the league so far. Okay. Well, facts are that Arsenal have scored 17 goals in the Premier League and Tottenham have scored 18. 
Um, so if Arsenal's playing this beautiful attacking football, uh, they've also had the chance to play Leicester at home. So it's not just us running at the score. They've played Bournemouth as well. So how we've only played one top six side so far. Yeah. And we have two because West Ham's not. That's true. That's true. But regardless, uh, there's not this drastic difference. I think people need to slow down on Arsenal is what I'm saying. I think they are a really good young team. They don't have a lot of depth. Uh, I think that they can finish top four or be pushing for top four. But people saying this is a legit title contending team. I think that's a little you're jumping the gun a little bit here. Um, I think that they could get hit in the tooth against like, if they, they lose a game three, four, nil, it'll be interesting to see what that dressing room looks like, especially if they lose at home. So maybe not, not just to Tottenham, but to city or Liverpool to young, you know, dressing room, uh, big injuries could hurt. It looks like Partey might be out. Um, he could be playing, but he got pulled from international duty. Um, well, what happens if Jesus goes down? They're young, right? So, uh, who, who does Arsenal remind you of? Who does this version of Mikel Arteta's Arsenal remind you of? In some ways, it reminds me of the 15-16 team we had under Pochettino. That's exactly what I wrote down. Um, Arsenal reminded me of we did not play in that sixteen. No, nope. not playing that place. Because for spells of that season, we looked like gangbusters. But towards the end of the season, especially around March, we started running out of gas. In fact, we had a game against United, I think, in March, where we were in sixth, United were in fourth, but we couldn't close the gap to like a yeah. point, but we lost, and we ended up never recovering, and we finished sixth that season. And we weren't really that close to fourth. And that probably suited us because when you got past Mason and Ventilev in midfield, we had nobody. When, you know, um, we were starting Townsend for a lot of that season, right? We didn't have a lot of depth. Um, and, but when our first 11 could play, we, we could beat anybody on our day. Um, Arsenal have played one good team, and it did not go very well for them. So far this season. Yeah, but here's the Arsenal. Here's the Arsenal argument that I'm listening to is that well they 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 should have gotten something from the game. They outplayed United. Here's my argument. You don't you, the should haves and could haves don't matter. The teams that are going to be title contenders or winning titles uh, don't should have. They get the point away from yes. home against the top six team, right? Yes. Yep. So here's the thing is. Arsenal do remind me of that 15-16. We played some amazing football. And what did we hear from everyone in the Premier League, including Arsenal fans the most? Doesn't matter how good the doesn't matter how pretty it is. Where was your trophy? Is what we kept hearing, right? Yeah. Like, like, oh, you're putting the pressure on. Good for you. Yeah. And so here's what what I have been hearing this week is that uh, Tottenham is desperate because they're willing to do anything to win a trophy. Um, because we're playing Conte negative football. And I just say, careful, um, because A, it's not negative, but B, uh, it doesn't matter how you do it if, if you win a trophy. And so this Arsenal team, like I said, is good. The Emirates is a very tough place for us to go, Austin. Last time, do you know the last time we won at the Emirates? Was it the League Cup match? No, in the Premier League, sorry. Oh, in the Premier League? Um... No, because the the cane brace was at White Hart Lane. I 2010. Yeah, it was the first. Was that was that spring or fall 2010? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, spring. So that was it was literally four months before I started watching Spurs. Was that the Kabul header? Uh, it, no, sorry, it was November 2010. Uh, it was the Kabul header. Yep. So um, that was like literally the first like season I was watching Spurs and I wasn't able to see every game because it was a little harder and I wasn't used to the schedule yet. Yeah. I do remember watching that game though. Uh, yeah. It was a cool header of 2-1, right? 3-2. Uh, 
three two. We came back in that game, yeah. and we ended up winning three two. That's right. We, so we, it, yeah. it's been a while since we've won at the Emirates. Um, and North and North and Derby's, it's always tough to go anywhere, regardless of where you are at the table. Um, to, to win away. So all that to be said, this is going to be a very tough match. Um, and I'm looking forward to it because we have Conte. I'm not sure I'd be looking this forward to this match if we had um, even Pochettino still or Mourinho. But I think Conte knows how to get something from these types of matches. Not that he always will, but he knows. And I think that he can set the team up uh, in a way that will. So with that being said, Austin, how will Conte line up on Saturday against Arsenal? Um... That's a really good question. I don't think we're going to see Perisic and Sessegnon play. I, I, no one shoot the messenger, but I'd be surprised if, if Emerson did not start at right wing back solely because he's not going to want to play that attacking. However, he's, he's clearly going to want to try to take advantage of that high line because that's how you beat them. They, they do not have the quality at the back. They think they do. They trying to play. I just saw a, over the international break, there was a, there was a graphic that showed how high of a line and how much pressing teams do, and they played the highest line in the Premier League. They play a higher line than Manchester City. They do not have Manchester City quality at the back or in midfield. So the second they lose the ball in midfield, we are going to try to immediately play over the top. That's why I think Kane is going to be more dropping deeper than like than we've seen him under Conte so far this season. We might see it, honestly, I can see it's going one of two ways. He's either going to play the same lineup we've seen most of the season with you know, Emerson and Perisic, you know, Sun Kane and either Richarlson or Kulisevsky. On form, it's tough to pick between them because Kulisevsky and Richarlson are both on equal form. Or he could go with a three-man midfield and sit Basuma deep if he if he thinks he can count on Basuma uh, tactically and use Kane and Sun to get over to, over the top and behind him. I don't know which one he'll go with, but I doubt we'll see an att- both attacking wing backs. Yeah. I think you're spot on. I think he's going to set up um, to counter this team because of that high line. <clears throat> he's going to de- – Sun's definitely starting this game. Ooh. Probably uh, – I wouldn't be I surprised think- if Richarlson starts because he played so well on international duty with Brazil. And let's not forget, uh, to the zero Arsenal fans listening, uh, Jesus wasn't called to be the number nine for Brazil, but Charleston Charleston scored a brace and then scored – had a goal and assist. Yeah, and that's not me saying Jesus isn't good, but it's me saying slow your breaks because Richarlson's getting called up as he's a substitute, you know, in a majority of our games so far. Not that he's not starter quality, but yeah. I, I think we'll see Kulisevsky. He he leads better with Emerson. Um, he he has a better chemistry with Emerson on that right side, and his his passing ability to unlock over over the top of that. I think I think Richarlson will definitely come on in the second half, um, probably even midway through. But I think. We're more likely to see Kulisevsky. It's just a perfect game if Kulisevsky on that right wing gets any sort of space to hit a ball over the top. Yeah. Um, not to say that Richarlison's passing is bad. It's just they have different skill sets. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think it's just going to be um, a, a defensive-minded right wing back for sure. I think Paris gets to start left wing back. The real is it Davies or Lindley at uh, left center back. I think you have to in a match like this, Conte's gonna understand that Davies has been at Spurs a while and this this type of match means a lot to Davies. He understands the he understands the like atmosphere. And I've actually been pretty impressed with Lingley. I've actually been really impressed with his passing ability especially and his control on the ball. Do you think we might need that like if we're getting pressed at the Emirates? I think Davies' ability on the ball is fine, though, and I think what his about leadership from a, from a defensive set piece standpoint. 
from because they Maybe, got some big center backs. Maybe, but we also got a lot of height. With Kulisevsky <laughs> and Kane and yeah, Dyer and Romero, we've got plenty of height. Yeah, but if you're flipping a coin you know, between the two, would you not pick the one who's going to be defense set pieces? I mean, that's yeah, I don't know. where I go. There are two big center backs, Gabriel and Saliba. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be upset with either option. I think he's probably gonna go with Davies just because you want the the player that's used to this type of atmosphere and this type of yeah. match. Lingard probably he's played in plenty of derbies. He was he was at Barcelona. I mean, he's he's played in plenty of derbies, but never played in this match. And I'm just glad Romero's 100 healthy and playing well. He just had a great game in the international break. I'm glad. I mean. There's no reason Romero and Dyer won't start. So, yeah, uh, I thought Dyer played great um, in that second game. Uh, I thought he played great. He kind of, to me, some especially with the Stones injury, kind of uh, cemented his place in the English um, starting. Is Stones um, injured for a long time, or is he? It, it looked like a, a muscle injury. I would be surprised if he's back. That, that, the best back three England can put together is Walker, Dyer, Stones, and that's if they do a back three. Yeah, been, I, I like, but I also like Tamori. So I think mm. Walker, Dyer, Tamori could be good, but Tamori's not getting any time with Lars. Anyways, we're not going to talk about English. I mean, we're, we're both Americans. Uh, we're <laughs> not with, with the U.S. men's national team if you want to. Um, all right, so two or three midfielders. I think we'll start. I think I don't think he's going to play with it. He hasn't started with that system yet. I don't think the first time he's going to try that from the start will be at the Emirates. That would be a huge call. But yeah. if they're tight... Conte's entire – a huge tenet of Conte's philosophy is do not lose the game in the first half. Yeah, and Arsenal, the and Arsenal have the best goal-scoring record in the first half in the league. And we are a really great second-half team. So we have to go into halftime either down a goal. If we have the league, great, but it needs to be tied or one goal difference. We cannot lose the game in the first half. So play the system the players can know and trust. And then if we want to bring Basuma on for one of the strikers, for Kulisevsky – Great. And then Richarlson can come on for Sun or for Kane and give fresh legs and a, and a two-man strike, you know, up top. Great. Yeah. Um, so you're saying uh, Bittencourt and Hoiberg are Oh, starting. for sure. sure. Okay. Yeah, Basuma's not ready to – Basuma might be close, but he's not going to get his first – he's not going to get a start in a game like this this early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he started West Ham away. Right. That's true. And but that's because Bittencourt was out, I believe, with a head yes, injury. Or something yes, like. that was more – and Skip wasn't ready yet. Yeah, and and so you're saying starting three will be Kulzeski, Sun, Kane, ideally. I think so. Okay, so we're kind of running it back, so. running it back to what we've seen for a lot of the season, yes. basically. Um, and uh, like I said, Arsenal have a few injuries. I'm not sure about Parte, uh, Parte uh, Zinchenko. Uh, I believe Odegaard. Zinchenko, I think, is like severely injured. Was he not, or is he almost back? No, I think he's almost back. Um, and then Odegaard should be back as well. Um, but. Anyways, I'm not I'm not worried about Arsenal. I, I think that um, they do have a really good young attacking front three, um, and so we need to be careful about letting them make runs in behind in the box. Um, I think their movement could be a problem for our defenders. Uh, so I think we're really going to have to shore up that um, you know pressing on the ball, not giving them time. Uh, when, once they enter at least the final third, don't give them time. Uh, because they are quick and they can get they can get around you. They do play good at, you know, attacking passes in the final third if you give them time. And so I, I think we need to make sure that we are pressing, not not sagging off too deep uh, if we are going to try to hit them on the counter. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I think if we press, it's going to be in the kind of the 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 low, not a low block, but it's going to be pressing the ball once they get closer to our attacking third, like you said, because. Yeah. 
they're, they're a possession-oriented team. They're playing at home. Trying to press them by their own goal might. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to expose yourself at all. I mean, but there's no there's no, there's no also, reason to. They might also enough. play into the hands of a team like a Conte team, right? Of we are very usually very well organized at the back with Dyer, Romero, and e- either Davies or Lingley. I think it'll be Davies, but with those three and with Hoybier and Benjamin that kind of compact five when we're in our defensive shape is very well organized. And if they start trying to just lob balls over the top, I'm very comfortable with that. Yeah. Right. Because because a lot of what they're a lot of their attacking moves that I've seen is very Man City esque where. They try to keep – it's almost like having point guards, right, where they they sit kind of at the top outside the box, and they're trying to lob balls to runners over the back line and try to do complicated runs. But we – that's hard for teams to beat us like that. Um, yeah. We usually get scored on when the game gets open, not when the game's closed. We don't give a lot of goals away in that manner. So if they try to play like that and then keep a high line, I feel confident with that balance. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting. It's going to be a clash of two different styles, and, and it's going to be. Um, I, I think Arteta probably learned a lot in that United defeat. He made some questionable substitutions um, and bringing on attackers and removing defenders. This is his fourth uh, season, no, or third season? This fourth. is his fourth season. Yeah. So uh, I mean, has he? He's had three seasons of learning a lot by getting beat in games like that. So yeah. I mean. So, <laughs> But, you know, this is a true test here. This is a true test for both teams. You know, losing at the Emirates is not uh, the worst thing in the world. I mean, yeah, it is from an ego perspective and from a fan perspective. But uh, it's a tough place to go. But it's Did how they you play at United or at, at the Emirates? They play at United. So um, they were the better team at United and got played off and they got, you know, beat easily. 3 1. Yeah. We were by far the worst team against Chelsea at Stanford Bridge and managed to draw. Yeah, I think that says a lot about the 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 level, the the, the ceiling of both teams, right? For sure. And, and if, imagine if if both teams are firing all cylinders, I, I think that this is not this is this is not even really a. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's anything can happen, and they would still be favored. Before but you get into Colin's cues, because I this this is what you're saying. What you're saying just made me think of something, and we don't have to belay on this, but. Who is the player for you that's the key player for us? That it, that if they ha- if they are playing great, if they are playing like a nine out of ten, we can't we aren't gonna get a bad result. Oh, it's gotta be Sonny. I was gonna say the same thing. I mean, He's yeah. the game changer, right? Because you expect Kane to show up in these games. He's the all time leading yeah. scorer in North London Derby. I mean, very few times do you see Kane get two or three chances in a game uh, and not make it up at some point where he scores one. But you can see Sonny, you can kind of probably tell from the first 15, 20 minutes, just the way his, his touch is on the ball, the way he looks. Uh, he's a huge confidence player, and we hope that that confidence is if back. He, if, he looks, if he looks on it in the first 10 minutes, Arsenal are going to be in trouble. Yeah, and, and I don't – so don't forget, like, Xhaka's got a red card in him. He hasn't got one yet this year, but he's always got a red card in him. So um, let's let's do um, predictions here. Uh, Bethany texted me. She's the leader in the in – the, um, Locker room with what is she called? The clubhouse is what they call it, right? She has. Um, also, what was your prediction for Leicester Tottenham? I'd have to go back. It wasn't right. Not, I know you picked we, us. We won. Maybe I think I picked one nil or some crap like that. Okay. Very, 
Definitely, I picked up win, but it was not the right goal difference. You're at all. pretty, you're pretty pessimistic there. All right, so one. I think I got two because I got the difference right. I got, I picked four now. But all it takes is one game to turn that around. Uh, it's awesome. You're last. Bethany picked. Uh, she picked two one Tottenham. Um, for this match. Yeah, two right. one Tottenham. So I'll, oh, you're last. You're last. Okay. Oh, you going over again? But Chris, we uh, won't get Chris. Chris, we won't get. We'll update that. Um. But I think like two one Tottenham. I'm gonna go one one. Yeah, I was gonna say two two. Okay. With criticism, I love Bethany's um, optimism. She's very optimistic, but uh, it's history just not... tells me this is this has raw written all over it. Yeah, it, it's a very tough place to go. Uh, if we, yeah, score... we, we we did not say this for the fans or for the listeners, but the winner of this match is guaranteed to go top the table at least for 24 hours. Yeah, before City play United. Um, and City play, do play United, a United team that's starting to finally at least look like yeah, a football team. that's true. So this could be top of the league going into, uh, you know, start October, so. Well, it, it, it's, um, I'm not going to get there yet. You're not going to trick me with that. Uh, but I am rooting <laughs> for top of the league. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Colin Spunky is for the music. Off we go. Both rosters here, and, and for sake of making this a little bit easier, uh, we're going we're to build a 4 2 3 1. Um, and we're going to pick a combined best 11 for Arsenal top. Okay, a lot of people are saying uh, there's been a lot of argument that Arsenal have a better starting 11 and Tottenham has better depth. Um, there's so, a little position I can already think of that. So let's might... just go, let's go, let's go, and let's try to be as unbiased as possible. Okay, Hugo or Ramsdale? It's Hugo. I think it's Hugo. Anyone that says Ramsdale, you're a homer. Ramsdale didn't even get a start for England. Ramsdale's at best, Casey's third keeper for England, and Hugo's the, the captain of France. So Ramsdale's pretty average, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm just saying. In- he also has 20 percentage points lower distribution, like pass pass completion than Hugo, and Hugo's biggest weakness is his distribution. Yeah. So uh, right back. Uh, remember, this is the four-two-three-one right back. Um, I'd probably still go Ben White over Emerson Royale. Ben White's a center back. He's not really a right back. Well, he plays right. He's played right back. Also. Right. If we're talking about natural right back and not wing back, I think Emerson's actually the better choice. Well, I'm just going off of where Ben White's played all season. I'm not making. Ben White's been. Ben White's not been great at right back this season for them. Uh, well, potatoes, potatoes. The, the, he, there's a big dispute about him not getting the England squad. Like he should have gotten the England squad uh, as I, a as a center back. But the, this is really the problem is playing for me. Right if it's an actual four-two-three-one. Emerson is a really good right back. I honestly think the, the better discussion would be Emerson or Tomoyasu um, than Emerson well, or Ben White. Well, Tomoyasu doesn't even get a start over Ben White, so it's hard for me to pick. He's Tom. been hurt for a lot of the season so far. Uh, He's been in and out of squad with injury. Uh, this one's a tough one. I, I could go either way. I don't think Ben White's good enough as a right back to to uh, upset a natural right back. But if Tomoyasu and Emerson are very close, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's played six matches this season. Six out of well, seven. he's been coming back from a bad injury, is what I was, is what, is what yeah. Arsenal fans will tell you. Arsenal I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he's, he's over. Right back. 
I don't think so. But anyways, I agree with disagree. Most Arsenal fans that I've seen writing are waiting for Tomiyasu to be fully healthy because they don't want Ben White playing right back. They 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 all love Tomiyasu. Um, I think so they. Were, I, I think, I think before the season that would have been the case, but Ben White's had a really good start to the season at right back. Um, but I don't really care enough to have an argument about Tommy Asu or Ben White. So we'll go Ben White because he's the starting um, center back. I'm trying to see. Yeah, this is this is the right and left back are gonna be the only positions that's tough for me because Spurs don't play with natural fullbacks. So these are gonna be the the tough ones. For me. Yeah, I mean he wasn't in the squad the first match day, but he's been in the squad every game since. So, uh, anyways, let's just go Ben White. Okay. Uh. Just because this is a formation that suits him, and we haven't seen Emerson in a four at the back for ever, maybe. No, since Mourinho. Yeah. And Nuno. There's Nuno, yeah. Uh, okay, center backs. Remember, we get two center backs here. Uh, Saliba um, or Romero. I'm I'm picking. I'm gonna just. I'll cut to the chase. I'm picking Romero and Dyer over anybody that Arsenal has. Yeah. I would, Romero's the best center back of both teams. I might pick overall. from. I might pick Romero and Saliba. Um, but I don't think I've seen I don't think I've seen enough of Saliba, but and uh, we'll we'll Saliba's we'll, also way less experienced. He's only like twenty. For sure, they're very young. I'll go Romero and Dyer. Um, left back. Uh, left back. They have Zinchenko and they have Tierney, right? Yeah, we don't really have a left back. We have Sessegnon. Oh, yeah, I think he's more. He's definitely more of a left wing back. Um, so for that, I guess well, Harris isn't a left back at all. For sure, I guess Ben Davies would Davies. be. You know, uh, if, if we're counting Ben White as a right back, Davies is a left back. We could count that, but I don't think I'd pick Ben Davies over Zinchenko or Tierney. So well, Tierney we'll pick... doesn't even get. I mean, Tierney's only playing because Zinchenko got hurt. Yeah. I think, and I think Zinchenko is very weak defensively. I think Zinchenko is basically Perisic, where he's a left mid. This is a tough one because I don't think either team really have a good left back. And once again, then, then I'll just, def- I'll, but then I'll just default back to the formation since we picked the Arsenal formation. Okay. Def- we'll I, pick their fullbacks. Uh, Lakanga and uh, no, sorry, Partey and Jaka. Definitely not taking Jaka. Uh, I would take uh, that's like the Hoyberry role, I believe, is the Jaka role. Um, the, mm, you know, it's hard to say, but yeah, sure. Uh, Partey, I don't think he's done it enough for me yet in the Premier League, so I would take both Tottenham center mids, um, and I'd probably take all four of them over Jaka. It's like Basuma and Skip. I think all four Tottenham mids. To me, Jaka in. Saka is very polarizing, even among Arsenal fans. Yeah. He has he has the defenders and he's got the haters. Yeah. Uh. So I'll take both Tottenham. So now we're five Tottenham players, two Arsenal players. Now let's talk about the, the front four, right? So this is a four-two-three-one. So now we we got to pick a ten here. Um. Odegaard. Well, we don't play with a ten again. It's tough to fit our team into an Arsenal lineup. Uh, yeah, yeah. We spent so much effort. Uh. Forming this this squad into Conte's liking, we don't really have a ten. I mean, Kulusevski would be the only real option yeah. here, unless you say Kane's a ten. Kane could play a ten for sure. Um, I would, if, if we're playing a four-two-three-one, if we took both squads and the, the coach want to play four-two-three-one, I would a hundred percent take Kane over Odegaard. Yeah, so we can put put Kane at the ten. Uh, some people would say you're crazy for taking Kane out of his primary role, but I would say I mean it's just he as good kind of plays role. a nine and a half as it is. Yeah, and uh, then you got Martinelli and Saka. So son over Martinelli, uh, probably Saka over Kulusevski, but I that you could have an argument for it. Um, so I this would, was this was something on the Premier League subreddit where they said like Saka, Luis, uh, uh, Saka, uh, Luis Diaz, and, and Kulusevski buy one or start one, bench one, sell one. 
and the number of people Kulisevsky has more has more goals and assists from starting from January than either two of those since he's been yeah. in the Premier League. Well, he's not English, so he's not getting the English love, right? From you know, well, right, English. and and I think I think Luis Diaz just just gets love because he's a flair player. But yeah. honestly, and this isn't me just being a homer. Kulisevsky is more gives you more than Saka does. He's bigger, stronger. He's not just pace. He doesn't get into the same goal scoring positions that Saka does, but Saka's also not scoring belters from outside the box at Kulisevsky. So I don't I don't think we're going to disagree on Richarlison over Gabriel uh, over Jesus because Brazil just made that case for us. And I don't think we're gonna, no one's going to take Sun on that left side. So if we want to give them Saka, I'll throw them a bone and give them Saka. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying there could player. be an argument for that. Yes, yes. Not, not that it's it's not as black and white as like um, But What we're basically saying is the only only three positions that they really have an argument for are their fullbacks and their right attacking mid. Yeah. So, I mean that that once again, this is, these are two Spurs. But, you know, uh, fans. And, and if and if you if you give them Odegaard at the ten and Kane is then the striker, you I would take Richarlison over Saka. Yeah. So then they still only get three. That's my yeah. kind of point. Is Richarlison the better so, than Saka? Just to get some stats, and obviously these are just stats. There's a lot. There's a lot more to just numbers and goals and assists. But um, just my breaking Saka season and a half last year because it's what Kulazeski got from a game perspective. Um, we have. Uh, Six goals and nine, uh, six goals and eight assists for Saka. Six goals and eleven assists for Kulusevski in the Premier League. So that was just first. Saka had already played three seasons of Premier League. Yeah. That, so. so this is just based off of from like January, and this isn't like the numbers by by the games. Saka's January. Start the season. I mean, he's got one goal and four assists. Not as good as Kulusevski. Kulusevski's uh, got one goal, three assists. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, yeah, one goal, three assists. Uh, but Saka starts every game. Yeah, and Kulzeski gets the fight for his spot. But yeah. what I'm saying is, it's not you give them Odegaard at the ten and Kane moves up to striker. Yeah, you're not you're not choosing Saka over Charleston. You're just not going to. No, and then and then the day in the dugout, you're taking Conte. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I just think that everyone needs to chill out. Yeah, Arsenal might win this game, but just it's a long season. Um, so I think the knee jerk reactions get really really bad. Um, that as any fan base in the world, we were top of the league in, in late or in mid, beginning of December with Mourinho. Yeah, and we didn't finish top four. Yeah. We were top of the league in December and did not finish top four. So, oh they, wait, we yeah, that's true. I was just thinking, do we have a Champions League game that we need to preview? Or I guess we can do that early next week too. Uh, yes, we play um we play Frankfurt on um the fourth. Tuesday, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll and then we no. play three Wednesdays in a row because we play we play Manchester United on a Wednesday between both the Champions League uh-huh. matches. Uh, well, we can definitely record after that Tottenham um, Arsenal game before the Champions League game because I'm sure we'll want to talk. Uh, and best to do I can do a quick reaction, an early reaction too. If we want to do that on Saturday or Sunday, um, yeah. I don't really have any plans. So uh, that's, was that that's all clones right. cues or did we just? And that's it. Yeah. Okay, good. Just kind of picking through uh, you know, Tottenham Arsenal best 11. It's always fun to do. Uh, I just think Arsenal fans in general are getting really excited. It reminds me of the excitement that I got when Tottenham were 15, that 2015, 2016 season. These young players play attacking football, but you're going to have some lessons to learn. These players are going to have some lessons to learn. 
I asked you from the Tom perspective, but who's the player on the Arsenal side that scares you the most? I think Martinelli. Really? Yeah. For me, it's either it's either Saka or Odegaard. Uh, Martinelli, uh, I think that he if if for what happened to Smith Rowe by the way is Martinelli just taking his spot? Yeah, Martinelli's good. I mean, Smith Rowe's the one who killed us last season. Yeah, Martinelli is very young, um, but also just a, a really really good young player. I mean, he's I think, what is he? I think he's he's twenty one, just turned twenty one. Um, didn't have the best season last year in the Premier League, but he, he started off as well. Uh, the season pretty well. Uh, I just think that he he has a wonder strike in him. Martinelli has a one like from outside of the box. Uh, he has he's the guy that's going to score a worldie against us um, if someone does on this team. Uh, I just I do I don't I always am afraid and, and, of like that first minute worldie like Ramsey scored against us years ago that just. Yeah. And hey, this is a good poacher, so I think that's something we need, our center backs need to be aware of. Is like, you know, don't 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 give up on the play, because he's is, is I, a pretty good poacher around the box. I just hope we, we we hold them to making as many crosses as possible, because I I, I feel good about. That's our what team. you want to do. You want to come. You want to make it so compact that everything has to be played from the from the They're corners. They're not going to win many headers. They, they shouldn't yeah. win very many headers against us. And they want to spread you out and play two touch passes around you. So th- that's a good shout because we do we definitely need to make sure we pack it in when we are conceding possession to them. Um, and then when we hit them on the counter, then we can spread out. So I'm looking forward to it. I always love. This is not a game I fear as much as the Stanford Bridge game. I know that the it's, the stats aren't good either one. But I love this game. I love a derby. I, I just well, we get more draws at the Emirates than we do at Stamford Bridge. We get more points at Emirates than we do at Stamford yeah. Bridge for sure. There's been a lot of draws um, away. I mean, not last year obviously, but there's been lots of draws away. Well, last year was Nuno, so we haven't seen Conte at the Emirates yet. That's true. So this this is fun. I'm excited. Excited to have Tottenham back. Uh, excited to talk to him. First thing week. in the morning, too. So it's oh, either. Yeah, I'm waking up at 5.30. Eggs and bake. I'm having eggs and bake you with some coffee. Coffee. I'm going to take my dog. The dog's going to walk until dark out. Yeah. It's going to get mimosas in my future. Well, they're not going to get a walk afterwards if we lose. So I might as well give them a walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, knock on wood. Uh, well, no, I won't, I, won't bring, I, I won't bring that up until I have I have confirmation. But hopefully. There might not be a change of scenery for the for the next North London Derby. Oh, that would be fun. That would be exciting. Uh, all right. Well, we wrapped it up. Forty five minutes. Pretty good. Less than forty five minutes. But we're gonna head out. Uh, as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. You've been listening to Stateside Spurs podcast with Colin, Austin, and Chris. Find the lads on Instagram or Facebook at the Stateside Spurs.